Hey, Bolt fans. Just wanted to give a quick apology for all the chicken and rooster noises in the background of this podcast. Baby was sleeping inside, so I was kicked out to record outside, and I live in Hawaii, so they just kind of run around wild here. So I know you spent many of your hard-earned dollars on this podcast to listen to it for free, so hope you enjoy the roosters. Do you want to start with just the timeout debacle, or do you want to start from the beginning of the game? Oh, damn, let's go through the whole thing, man. All I, right. I watched every damn snap of that game. <laughs> every single one. I didn't take one off. All right, welcome to Mile of Hit Sports. It's a tough day. Um, Black Monday, as some like to call it. A lot of coaches getting fired, but not our coach. We're sticking with them for now. Uh, Clint Jack with us today. Um, you told me earlier that you deleted Instagram last night. How, how have you been? You hanging in there? Yeah, we, uh, we put it back up this morning. Um, but you know, all that stuff still popping up at the top of my feet. It's like the God football God just wanted me to see it. So it's pretty yeah. disappointing. I talked to Detloff and I was like, how you doing, man? Just checking in. <laughs> and he's like, brother, I, I stared at myself in the mirror for 45 minutes this morning. <laughs> just so <laughs> I'll tell you what, I had a headache last, like, at the end of the game just from the highs and lows like i'm not even lying i had a headache honestly i can't i mean this is a this is a pretty typical like layout of a chargers game but i don't know if i've ever been on a roller coaster through an entire game like the highs and lows of it were just insane i I mean i thought we were going to lose this game on 15 different occasions so by the end of it i was pretty numb um but such a roller coaster man like i bit off all my nails by the time we were (laughs) 10-0 I had one of my buddies over watching the game too. Um, and I was like, this is the Chargers experience. The full, this is the full experience right here, man. Yep. Enjoy it. And he's like, this yep. is what it's like. Huh? I'm like, yeah, this is, ev- this is almost every game, man. <laughs> <laughs> we do this 17 times a year. <laughs> yep. 17 games. <laughs> um, one thing I just like to point out as we're reminiscing on, the, you know, old Charger stuff. Um, Philip Rivers made the playoffs last year with the Colts and uh, Carson Wentz didn't this year with the Colts. So. Shout out our boy Phil. Still getting it done when he is old. Phil prevails, baby. He's always yeah. prevailing. Yeah, they were like, oh, it's just a good team, good defense, good run game, which it is. And the run game was even better this year. But uh, old Carson tried to put on the cape a little too many times there. That's the only reason I knew they would lose that game. I'll just say that. Carson yeah, I, Wentz. And that was it. I wasn't surprised at all. So I guess that's really where our day really started yesterday was with the Colts. And then with the Steelers pulling it out of their butt, which I did not think would happen in overtime. If the Steelers lost that game, the Raiders really would have had a lot less motivation to try to win. Because um, they, I think, would have gotten in even with a loss if the Steelers lost, wouldn't they? Exactly. That's, that's what I was hoping for. I thought about that scenario. I think as soon as Pittsburgh won, I, would, I realized that if, that would have, if they would have lost, I was like, dude, the Raiders would have played with nothing. They wouldn't have even cared. Yeah, the Colts losing didn't surprise me too much just because, you know, the Carson Wentz factor, but also they've had a bad streak of losing in Jacksonville, the Colts have, and division game and all that. Um, so that didn't surprise me too much. Steelers, I thought, could go either way, but at the time I thought they were down and out, but they got back. So then it, then it laid it all out for the tie scenario. was just if the Colts lose, then it's a tie gets us both in. Staley was pretty adamant about trying to win the game, um, you know, all week and all the interviews and everything. And the Raiders were like, eh, we'll, we'll do what's best for the team. Like they were a little bit more open to yeah. it than the Chargers were go, through the week. 
Um, so we start off the game 10-0. You know, I'm stressing out from the start. The Andre yep. Roberts fumble, that was a classic Chargers, you know, early mistake to have. Um, the PI before halftime, that was egregious. Horrible. I mean, that I... ball, it, it, if he was in a dead sprint from that spot, you know, with momentum, he was not getting to that ball. Um, and then, you know, he kind of flopped it. He sold it pretty well. Um, you know, the slightest, you know, budge from Chris Harrison, you know, in the face. And he just kind of does the, the NBA flop back. So he yep. sold he sold it pretty well. That that was a pretty classic penalty. You know, we had like 10 penalties for over 100, I think 110 yards in penalty yardage on 10 flags. Yeah. And the Raiders had like four throughout the game. So it was a landslide in our direction. Some some were honest mistakes. And we got away with one in the end with Derwin's face mask that should have been called uh, in overtime. Um, but that PI before half was just such a momentum swing because that's on a third down. They're throwing up a prayer, which Carr has made a, a, a good record of throughout, you know, this year of just throwing up the deep ball, th- under throwing it a lot of times. So the receiver has to come back for it, runs into the DB and you get the flag. Um, that one, we're in, we're in a situation where we could have gotten the ball back, scored again with even more momentum going into halftime and then come out of halftime with the ball again. Instead, Raiders get a touchdown and, and uh, you know, Cooper Cup does his thing. Or not Cooper Cup, uh, <laughs> Hunter Renfro, uh, his clone. They they pointed out that that ref was going to retire after the game, and I was like, oh, boy, there's going to be a lot of flags tonight. He's going to want to throw a lot of flags. And I'm pretty sure that that was, like, the most the, – the officiating crew that throws the most flags. So I was like, oh, mm. boy. Um, well, I've never heard of, like, this is this referee's last game. Maybe I have a couple times, but, like – to highlight that it's just putting a spotlight on him. Like, let's see what you got today, ref. Can we just point out last night how annoying Chris Collinsworth was about the, the whole tie situation? Oh, gosh. Well, we'll get to it at the end as yeah, well. But, yeah. man, it was <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, so, what else? The third and 23 draw, also classic Chargers, where yep. it's third, third and 23, the Raiders run a draw play to uh, – Rashard Penny, who who has like two attempts on the game for 24 yards and 23 of them were on that one attempt. Um, that's classic Chargers. I mean, we remember the Ray Rice like fourth and 20 yep. play that happened years ago. Like this is this is uh, nothing new to us. Same thing. It's the same play. Was it? Yeah. Wasn't it the same same amount of yardage too? Yeah, I mean, I think it was even a year. I think the Ray Rice was fourth and 20. This one was fourth and 22, right? And he got 23 oh, yards. God. <laughs> I'm just reliving it now in my head. Sorry. Rip off that word. At the time, I was I was heated about that moment, but I I, I didn't think it was going to affect us at that point. I was like, okay, it's just one bad slip up right there. We got to make up for it. Yeah. Um, and then we go for the uh, fourth down on our own 18 in the third quarter. We're down by three. And we basically gave the Raiders a free three points. You know, I'll normally defend Staley because I agree with a lot of the majority of his decisions. I'll tell you the ones I disagree with. I disagreed with the one against the Chiefs before halftime when we went for it on fourth and goal. Yeah, I disagreed with that fourth down inside our own territory where it's the game's still manageable. We're only down by three. Um, and in his post game interview, he said, "I really wanted to jumpstart the offense and get him going." We went th- that that was a four and out. So we were yep. going to go three and out to jumpstart the offense and have momentum continue. We had no momentum at that time. So you weren't really progressing anything. You were trying to start it, I guess, but who's to say we wouldn't have just gone another three and out after that fourth down conversion. So that one I disagreed with. I thought we were going to hard count him, try to get him to jump off sides and that would have given us a, a quick first down. 
that's what I thought was going to happen. As they walked up to the line, I said, don't snap the ball. And they snap it. And the worst play call, too. Give it to our small. That reminded me, bringing up old Chargers-Ravens game, that reminded me of the fourth down. We handed off to Sproles, and Ray Lewis blows him up in the backfield. Do you remember that play? Exactly. And it's like he's talking about these fourth, these fourth down play calls, and he's, he's like, I want the, I want the ball in, in the best player's hands, and that's Justin Herbert. And then you hand it to Austin Eckler. Like, what are we doing? If you're going to go for it, yeah. At least let's throw let's throw it. But they came out for that, and I was like, "What are we doing? Like, just you just got to have some feel for that situation. Like, your your offense is sputtering. You're already down ten nothing. Yeah. Like, we just got to punt here." Yeah, he's always saying, you know, put the ball in the best player's hand. And you know, Herbert was six for six on fourth downs when he threw it, and that was the only wow. fourth down that we tried to run it on. Um, so we were six for seven on fourth downs, which is insane. Um, so game goes on. Um, Carr, he only had to make a few good throws the whole game, like maybe like three good throws. Um, the ones to Renfro, um, when he motions across the formation and fakes like he's going out to the flat and then comes back in, that's just an awesome route. And you have, you know, yeah. Chris Harris's momentum running towards the pylon. That's just a great route, great design, easy completion. He had a couple throws, uh, you know, late in overtime that were able to put them in a good position. Um, Yep. But he wasn't he wasn't super impressive, you know, less than 200 yards passing. I think he had one touchdown. Um, one thing I, I, I was thinking of this morning is we never had the play on special teams or defense that like gave us a lift. Um, defense, you know, had some good stops, held them to some field goals at times. But, you know, we never had a turnover. We never had a massive sack. Nuosu played great. Bosa had a sack, but they didn't really let him get too many opportunities. Um, I was this morning, right. Kenneth Murray. Michael Davis was put in some pretty tough spots. We never had that play on defense. We never forced that turnover. Uh, we had the strip sack, and then we didn't even recover it. So just a lot of plays like that. I was defense. disappointed. I was disappointed in Bosa last night, man. I mean, I know he made the one play, but you, I mean, look at Max Crosby, man. That guy was falling all night long. But I got you, but Crosby's but, going against yeah. freaking Storm Norton, backup right tackle. Um yeah, it was tough, and they were they were chipping Bosa the whole time. But he did have the strip sack that we couldn't recover. That would have put us in better field position. Um, it is what it is. How do you, uh, do you not recover that football? How do you not recover that football? He had it. I know. And the, the Andre Roberts fumble is super frustrating, too, running into his own guy. Well, and then everyone's just standing around looking at the ball, like, pick it up. Derwin was probably the most impressive on defense, and uh, Nuosu as well. Derwin shut down Waller. Waller had like two catches for like 20 yards. Um, so shut him down pretty well. So then, you know, Herbert just puts on the cape literally for the last two oh possessions. Goodness. I mean, I thought we were dead in the water on 15 different times and just fourth down. It was like Herbert like didn't even care about the first three down. He's like, I'll just do it on fourth down. Let's just go fourth and 10 every time. And, you know, I'll pick up all these somehow. Well, I remember before all those, and you threw the pick. I texted you. Yeah, real Philip Rivers vibes, man. I was I was really feeling like that that type of vibe. And then Herbie, man, someone texted me. They're like, "Let's see what Herbert's made of right here." I'm like, "You're right. Let's see what he's made of." And that guy is looks like we got a guy that's made of nails for sure. Yeah. Well, everyone wants to put him in the Hall of Fame after that fourth quarter, which you know I don't have a problem with. Um, so we're down by we're down by fifteen. And then our offense literally just slips the switch. It's like, all right, we got to try now. Let's go get it done. Like, where was this all game? Where was this for the first three quarters? Now, now that your backs are against the wall, now right. that, you know, 
all the completions just seem to be there and you can just march down the field in, in a minute and a half. Um, I don't know why we couldn't do that all game. I don't, it seemed like we were really nervous in the first half and kind of jumpy, um, just not focused. But then once we had to turn it on, like the, this flip was switched immediately. Um, that first touchdown we had um, was at Palmer and then the Eckler two point conversion um, mm-hmm. that just happens so fast. And then defense gets a stop. We get the ball back, go back down. That drive was gnarly, just fourth down after fourth down after fourth down. And I'm just, dude. That was the roller coaster. That was the roller coaster right there. That was that was five straight fourth downs of your seasons on the line. Yeah. Like you're done if, if you don't make this play. And he converted five straight. And I, I was like, dude, just just stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, we're not, I was like, we're not gonna score anyways. It's so unlikely. Just please don't get it. I'm I'm done with this. <laughs> I know. I said a few <laughs> times, like, just put me out of my misery at this point right <laughs> um and al al michaels and chris collinsworth were like trying to tee up the last play of the game like several times throughout that fourth quarter and they're like and on this play the raiders could go to the playoffs if they get a stop or will the chargers continue and it's like every time yep. it's like and this could be the last play of the chargers season it just kept going on and on and on so then uh mike gets the the touchdown on the last play of the game zero seconds left did you, oh my did you consider God. a thought of going for two in that moment? Do you think there was a moment, a decision to be made to go for two on the last play of the game? Man, <laughs> I think if you went for two and they didn't get it, some people will be calling for Staley's job. Um, that would have been pretty ballsy. I think considering all the chances we took in the, in the first half, I think, and the momentum that we had going into overtime, I think that that was the right call to kick the extra point. Yeah. Um, Especially with the scenario of a tie getting us to the playoffs still, like don't try to lose right. it right There's now. That. And I just had, I don't know, man, I had confidence in Staley because I was like, he's a defensive coach. He's going to figure something out real quick and we're going to get the ball back and go score. And um, Is Staley yeah. a defensive coach? I'm questioning this. As the season's gone on, I'm like, are you really just an offensive guy that he's just been coaching defense for a few years? Because right. our run defense um, is trash. Well, here's the thing is, how much time did he really have to prepare to set up, like, who he wanted in the offseason on the team on defense and stuff? Because a lot of the guys we had were from last year. Yeah, I mean, even the coaching staff, like, Ronaldo Hill, I haven't really, like, heard him do anything I've never heard his name mentioned by players or anything in their interviews of like, yeah, our defensive coordinator, Ronaldo Hill's done a great job. It's like, is he even like on the staff really? I never see him or hear from him at all. Right. Yeah. It basically just, it feels like the Staley Lombardi show. I see a lot of Lombardi. I don't yeah. see any much of anyone else, special yeah. teams coach, nobody. Yeah. All right. So we kick the, we kick the extra point, take it to OT. And of course we lose the coin toss and we, we called it tails. I thought we were getting it, went for tails and didn't get it. Um, Raiders, you know, get the ball to start OT. They kick a field goal. We get the ball back chance to win it. You know, we just scored two touchdowns back to back to end the fourth quarter. Could we not go down and get one more touchdown? Um, and we settle for a, another field goal. Um, did you think we were going to win it there? when we had the ball in overtime or did you feel like we were settling for a field goal? When we went forward on that fourth down and Mike, Mike W went all the way down the sideline. I thought he was going to score. Mm. Um, I thought we were going to win. 
I thought we were going to score a touchdown on that drive. No doubt in my mind. We also had the Jared Cook play that was called back for the holding that really set us back. Yeah, that set us back. But we got Williams set us back up. What were we on, like the 30 or 25? Yeah, and then just Uh, three dead plays after that. I don't know, man. I feel like that's the time you come up with your – you you pull out your most creative play that you got in the playbook, and that's not what we did. You got to do anything you need to do to win that game. Yeah, you know, Mike Williams almost had the game-winning touchdown grab uh, over the shoulder. It would have been in one hand, and it just got broken up. But that yep. that was the play right there that was going to win it, and uh, unfortunately couldn't come down with it, so we settled for the field goal. Why Give can't, it back. Just real quick, Yeah, that guy needs to use two hands. He <laughs> if he uses two hands, why does he – why is he trying to use one hand on every single freaking catch? <laughs> That's why he didn't catch it. Yeah, it was a pretty. I love tough. you, Mike. Dove. I'm sorry. I love you. I'm just. I'm, I'm. Please resign for not that much money. No, we want you back. We want you back. We want. He wants him. to come back too. I, I think we'll work it out. He, you know, he was our best receiver this year, probably. So, if Mike you know, does listen to this, we need you. Actually, we need you. Come back. Unless we uh, get Devontae Adams, then we probably don't need you. Well, that that'd be nice. <laughs> All right, let's get to the meat of this. Raiders get the ball back. Just to point out, the, the two units that were absolutely gassed were our offense, our receivers especially. They were walking back to the yeah. huddle the entire fourth quarter. Um, and the Raiders' defense seemed pretty tired as well. Um, our defense, for some reason, seemed gassed, but the Raiders' offense was was uh, pretty fresh there in overtime. Um and Carr, you know, makes that throw to the left side, just gets the guy in bounds. Asante nearly bats it away, which would have been huge. Um, you know, that probably could have saved the season. That was just a perfectly placed throw. Like, he only had to make, again, as I said, he only had to make three or four of those good throws. Um, and that really set him up. You know, Josh Jacobs went for, like, 130 yards on us, which has been our downfall. You know, the whole season has been our run defense. So gross. So gross. It was bad. Um, and then we get down, there's a – like 40 seconds left in the game, whatever it is. The clock's running down. The play clock gets to like four seconds on their third down, and Staley calls the timeout. So let's just address this timeout thing. I think I I think I got this timeout thing all figured out. You know, I've okay, been back and I've been back and forth on it, you know, since it happened. I don't think either team was going for a tie. No. So taking it from that moment of the third down, Raiders come up to the line, they're in shotgun, okay? No one takes a knee from the gun. Um, and it looks like they're in a run formation. Staley's not comfortable with the personnel they have out there. Kenneth Murray's out there. Limbaugh Joseph's not out there. The, he lets the play clock still get all the way down to four seconds. So he, let, he lets the Raiders line up to see what they're going to do. If they came out in a knee formation, Staley wasn't calling a timeout. He was going to let it nope. go. So everyone's saying he's like trying to, you know, not let the game tie and get the ball back. If that was the case, he would have called the timeout right after second down happened. He wouldn't have let the play clock run all the way down to four seconds. He would have taken it immediately. Um, He takes it at four seconds. The Raiders come back out in a different run formation, hands it off, and Jacobs makes a a good play. Our run defense has been crap all year, and it it was the last nail in the coffin for us as we couldn't stop the run. Uh, So Jacobs gets the first down. If they had been stopped like at the line of scrimmage or if he lost the yard or two, they probably just would have let the clock run out, and we probably would have let it go. They wouldn't need it. Right, and we would have let it go too. Yep, it would have been a tie. Um, But he gets the first down, and he gets enough yardage for it to no-brainer to try to win it. The other decision that went into this is if the Raiders let the game tie, they're playing Kansas City this next week. Yeah. Whereas if they win, they get to play Cincinnati. Who do you want to play, Kansas City or Cincinnati? 10 out of 10, everyone's taking Cincy. 
hundred percent. Right. So that that's the other decision. It's like, well, if they could have let they could have let the game tie. If it was reverse, it was like if if you tie, you play Cincy. If you win, you play Kansas City. They probably need it out. Yeah. Disappointing, man. It is what it is. And then and then we have the post game interviews, which I was, you know, Al and Chris were like burying Staley in that moment. They're like, whoa, 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 why are you taking the timeout? Like they were gonna let it run, it looked like, and you know, Staley didn't want to let it run out. It's like I don't think that was the case. They were trying to bury him, which I think has set off this whole media thing of everyone, you know, calling for Staley's head. How many coaches do you think have even had to run through that scenario in their head? Like there's 25 seconds left. It's a tie game. Do I let the clock run or do I call a timeout and call their bluff right here? Like, like who's yeah. gone through that in their head? Like it's I would I'm gonna give them some grace on that one just because that's such that's such like a on the fly decision. Like whatever you do, like if you screw it up, everyone's gonna come through your head. If you if if you <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean. Yeah. That's a tough decision. Well, I think he made the right call because his call was to prevent uh, a situation where he didn't feel like his defense was in the right position. And Derwin's post-game interview backs that up completely. He said, we were all discombobulated. We couldn't hear the right call. We didn't have the personnel group out there that we wanted to stop the run. So we called the timeout and got Limbaugh yeah. out there. And, and then we just didn't execute. We just didn't make the play. Nope. But we were you know, put in a better position to stop the run. Um, that's really what it came down to. And then we have the post-game interviews. So Carr gets the first grab at it, and uh, it was a really weird. Did you listen, or did you turn off the TV immediately? I turned it off. Oh uh, no, I kept it going. I kept it on, watched Sports Center after. I was like, I got to hear all this stuff right now. Like, I got to, I got to hear what happens. So uh, Michelle Tafoya goes and talks to Derek Carr, and she's like, Derek, how did that timeout? Did that affect your decision at all, or were you trying to win the whole time? He's like, Right, and he said it did. Right, he said it did affect our decision honestly, but we were trying to win the game the whole time. He contradicts himself in the moment. And then he goes on this weird tangent about being friends with Aaron Rodgers and how he texted him earlier in the day and told him to win the game. And he's like, yeah, me and Aaron have become friends. It's like, what is this interview? Where is this going? Right. Imagine if we did tie. I would think we're in the Matrix or something. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like all the people that were calling out that scenario, there was no possible way. Did you see know, the man. shot? Did you see the shot of the guy with the Pittsburgh Steelers jersey in the crowd? Yeah, he was like this. <laughs> like, he was so mad. That was uh, that was the funny whoever the cameraman was that spotted out that Steelers fan in the crowd and how pissed he was with like 30 seconds left and he thought they were gonna tie. That was hilarious. Um so uh, then, hey, at the end of the day though, you yeah. could also blame it on what's been what's been our Achilles heel for the last 20 years. Our owner? Kicking. Oh. Kicking and our owner. <laughs> we make that 50 yarder, then then it's then we tie that game. It doesn't even matter. Or we win. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. I mean, if again that, that kick was kind of early in the game where it's like so much else happened between then and the end. Or it's hard to say. Same thing like with our fourth down. Like if we converted that, does that mean that we win? Like probably not because there's so much time left and you know, so many more things to be worked out. But then we had the Raiders coach his press conference after the game and he said we had discussions about letting the clock run out on the sideline um so i don't think the i don't think the call ever went out go out and take a knee and let's let let the clock run out of course they talked about it they would be uh you know not doing their job if they never had a discussion about letting the clock run out but i think all things considered of like hey if we get the first down we're in a good position to kick our kick a field goal we have a great field goal kicker who's probably good from 60 um that way we don't have to play the chiefs we can go play cincy next week 
um, just all signs point to winning the game. And then, you know, the whole, you know, pride of the game, integrity for football, like all that stuff came into it as well. If we Two were the, if we were in that situation, I would have wanted to win too. I wouldn't have wanted the time. Yeah. yeah. Think about this. Is the timeout, the only thing I'm going to say about that is by calling the timeout, we gave them time to think about it. If we if we don't call timeout, then they're they're scrambling. They don't know what to do. Maybe they maybe they call timeout and they they're like, what do we do? Do we need it out? I I mean, it's just a, now you're making me think of all these other scenarios here. It also kind of give you know their offense time to kind of regroup and rejuice. Exactly. Take right? a breath. Exactly. That's that's that was my exact other point. Um, and you know, just couldn't execute. If we didn't if we don't lose to Houston, none of that even matters. That was going to be my last point I was going to make. What's worse, the Colts losing to Jacksonville or us losing to Houston? Us losing to Houston. But I will say that us losing in week 16, though, to Houston softens the blow because the Colts kind of – the Colts just let it slip right through the fingers in the last week of the season. Yeah. But so did we. If, if it was reversed and, you know, we lost to the Raiders last week and then it came down to this Houston Texans game where it's like, just beat the Texans and you're in and we lose that game. That's way worse than having it, you know, the week before. It's just making me think about too, that if we don't win a Super Bowl with Herbert, we're never going to win one. Never. <laughs> this is the, this is the guy who's going to do it for us. And if he does, if he yeah. can't, we're not, we're not going to see it. Yeah. I think the combo of Herbert, Rashawn Slater and Derwin James, those three pillars I mean, you can put any of the receivers around Herbert and it probably works out. I'd like to say Keenan's going to be a part of it, but, you know, that's got to happen here in the next handful of years. I mean, Herbert's really the one, though, right? It's like, how many times are you going to have, like, a top two quarterback in the league? Never. I mean, it's (laughs) pretty – I mean, not not never, but it's pretty pretty rare. Um, I mean, we had Rivers. He was top ten, but he is – Herbert is just another level, dude. That's, I've been thinking about that as well. So Rivers peaked into the top three quarterbacks maybe like two times in his career. Yeah, for like, like a couple of years. In like 2018 and like 2008, 9, 10 range. Like he was he was probably top three. Like he was a pro bowler several times and, you know, it, he finished third in MVP in 2018. So he, he had a couple of moments there where he was a top three guy. But, you know, with Herbert, you know, we could have that for a decade. Or more. Um you know, if he puts up these kind of numbers for another couple of years, I think we're going to have to sign him to a Patty Mahomes contract here pretty soon. Maybe a little less, maybe a little less. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That'll be an interesting discussion. Um, so I'm sure we'll do some offseason episodes and talk about, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll re- recap more of the season and go through, you know, the growth that we saw from different players and the accomplishments. But just to throw out a few, we had Herbert throw for 5,000 yards, first time in franchise history that's happened. Um, you know, set all different completion attempts, yards, record, uh, touchdowns, all that kind of stuff. Um, Eckler led the league in touchdowns. He had 20 total touchdowns, which is insane, impressive. Um, you know, it's no Ladainian Tomlinson going for like 33 or whatever, but uh, impressive there as well for Eckler, especially with his background, his story. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both go for over a thousand yards. Mike had a ton of touchdowns, especially early in the year. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, another season of a lot of Chargers pro bowlers and not making the playoffs. So that's uh, pretty typical. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – I feel like it's going to be a lot of talk of, from other people about same old Chargers, you know. That's what kind of really bums me out about this whole situation is I don't I don't think we're the same old Chargers, but we sure as hell played like last night. Um, we had many opportunities. 
it's just it's so disappointing to think about over and over again this this i would say man um you know i was only like 11 when we lost the patriots in the that playoff game i would which one uh 2006 with with marty yeah marlon the marlon mccree interception fumble right um but also young i mean i would say that this one definitely hurt me the most this is probably the most painful chargers loss i've ever seen just considering the highs and lows of that game and what was at stake and who we were playing. Yeah, it's tough. I think when I look back, it's probably um, the New England playoff game where LT and Gates were hurt and Rivers is on the no ACL. And LT sitting on the bench in like the jacket the whole time because he can't go. Like that one was just frustrating because I had to watch the whole game knowing that, you know, we weren't going to win that game. Um, And just like the pain that LT had just sitting on the bench, not being able to go. That was, that was tough. Um, yeah, this one's, this one's honestly, this was like one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Like not, not just charger games. Like when I think of the greatest games I've ever seen, I've ever seen, it's like the Patriots Falcons, Super Bowl, uh, the giants Patriots, uh, you know, when the Patriots were undefeated that Super Bowl, the Cardinals Steelers Super Bowl, but they're all Super Bowls. Like I, what's the greatest regular season game you've ever seen? The chiefs Rams is pretty good a couple of years ago, but this game was probably when I think back, I can't think of a better regular season game I've seen. Like that comeback by Herbert was absolutely bonkers. Going six well, for six on fourth downs, and they were all like long, like desperation fourth downs. The clock running out, get the touchdown on the last play of the game. Um, the only touchdown that you know that was on with zero seconds left the whole season was the Lions win, their first win that they had this year. Yeah. Um, other than that, this was the only game where touchdown was a uh, on the last play of the game, but. You know, I hate to be on the losing end of it. Right. That's um, what I was, was going to say is yeah. we're, we're on the winning end of that, and they're replaying that on TV. We can watch that game over and over and over. Oh, it's now glorious. We it. Now we can never watch it again. Ah, it's tough, man. But uh, the other thing I thought about was, like, let's say we do win. You know, we go play Buffalo or Kansas City next week. I think we would have played Buffalo if we won or tied. We, we beat Buffalo, so... I'm telling you. I'm you telling so? you. Buffalo, that that was a game that I saw if we would have played Buffalo. That game plays right to our strength. Buffalo has no run game. Yeah, all they do is throw. Our our pass defense is good. I was like, as long as we win this game, dude, we got a shot at getting to Kansas City, and uh, <laughs> that vanished real quick. Yeah, the things I thought about with playing Buffalo were it, before, like early in the game or before the game. It, I saw it, we match up with Buffalo. I had the same thoughts. But as the game went on, like, especially throughout the fourth quarter and overtime, I was like, we are so tired right now, and we would have to play on Saturday. Right. And Buffalo. And go to Buffalo. Yeah, and go to Buffalo. It's going to be cold. I thought we were so out of gas where I thought we would have lost next week um, just because of how drained we would have been from in, such an emotional game. Like, the Raiders are going to get smacked next week, I think. Oh, 100%. Because they're so they're so out of gas. They're so depleted, so, such high emotions. Then you got to right. go to Cincy. Um, if we would have won, I thought we would probably lost the Buffalo. But it's only it's because of the way the game played out. Staley's, Staley's going to get labeled for that game because they didn't make the playoffs. Like, um, like, is he an average coach? If they make the playoffs, he'd be labeled probably right now as a really good to upcoming great coach. Yeah. But now that we don't make the playoffs, it's like, people obviously they still think he's a good coach but now he's getting questioned you know 
Yeah, and it's just like different styles of football guys are coming at him from all different angles. Like you see Rex Ryan was all pissed off thinking he's smarter than everyone else. He Uh, sucks, dude. Screw him. (laughs) You took Tomlinson from us. Yeah, he took LT from us. And you know what? Mark Sanchez sucked, but he carried you to Super Bowl because you were a crappy coach, buddy. AFC Championship. They never got to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, you're right. AFC Championship. My fault. Back to back. Back to back, though. Pretty nice. That suck. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think state. I think Staley's pretty on mark with most of his decisions, though. Um, I think, I think he 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 has the right balance of playing the numbers and the scenarios, but also like taking in momentum and the opponents. Yes, I, I hate um, the I hate the criticism of analytics where people that don't like analytics will say, "Oh, you're just looking at the stat sheet, making your decisions off that." You have to take into consideration who you're playing the momentum of the, of the game. And I think Staley takes all those things into consideration. That's why he goes for it on fourth down against Pat Mahomes and not against Drew Locke. I think he takes it one step too far sometimes where he, he gets a little too used to going for it on fourth down, or then we have one that's not great going for exactly. it on fourth down inside your own 20. Um, it's really refreshing though, as a Charger fan, just you've got to think that Staley has done his research on like, the Anthony Lynn era, honestly, or just the organization in general. Like we've been a passive organization that doesn't really take many chances and doesn't have much of a culture. Yeah. Um, I think Staley's creating a good culture and I think he's kind of trying to get that monkey off our back of being such a passive franchise and just thinking we're going to lose all these big games. Like I think he's setting the right culture and that's what matters. Yeah, and I think that's sustainable as well. And I think that'll carry over. And Herbert's talked about it, like we're building something here. And Staley's talked about it too. Like this is not like a one-year deal. Um, you know, building a culture and like we know who we are. Like you're saying, like we know what kind of style of football we're going to be playing. And all the players are on board with it. They all buy in. Derwin James, it, I think it's so important to have Derwin buy into what Staley's doing. And they have a really good relationship. And, you know, Herbert's obviously going to buy in. He, you know, he'll pretty much buy into what anyone's feeding him, I think, whoever's the coach. But... That guy wants to be a charger for life. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. He He's pretty agreeable. Uh, but to have, like, Derwin and Keenan buy in, I, I'm interested to see what happens with Keenan because I know he was really frustrated er, earlier in the year when we lost a couple games. He's like, man, this has been going on my whole career. Um, I'd be interested to see where he's at with it right now. Do we need to start thinking about his age too? I mean, I love Keenan, man. Uh, he's one of my favorite guys. Don't get me wrong. He's still playing at a high level. Just how much longer can he sustain it? Yeah, he's probably got a few more years. But he's, he's uh, you know, struggled with some injuries earlier in his career, but he's been pretty healthy the last handful. You know? Oh, he's been he – dude, he's top five receiver in the league, no doubt, when, yeah. he's, when he's right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, how you feeling about the playoffs? Are you going to watch much? Who are you rooting for? Yeah. Let's think about this for a second. I'm not rooting for Joe Burrow because I'm nope. tired of the the Herbert Burrow. Um, but I, I think the Raiders are going to get smacked still. But oh boy, I'm going to go with Buffalo or San Francisco. Mm. Well, obviously, I don't want the Cowboys to win. So. <laughs> <laughs> So the, I think the Niners might knock them off next week, but we'll see. Yeah, not Rams, not Chiefs, not Raiders, not Bengals, Buffalo, and I'd rather not. Um, I'd I root for go, the crappy teams that what? have sucked. For, for I root for the crappy teams that have sucked for a long time and that like start making it. Like so, right. Buffalo, you're that's in my kind of category. I just root for teams. 
I root against teams who we have some sort of angle to to root against them, right? Yeah. So I don't want Burrow to win. I don't want our division to win, um, and I don't want the other LA team to win. Um, I'd probably go Packers. Honestly, I think I'd like to Ooh. see Rodgers get one and walk off into the sunset. Probably just retire if they win. Even Tom Brady, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing him win number eight. <laughs> yeah. At this point, it's like, yeah, just throw throw on one more in there. Just don't let Mahomes get one. Well, yeah, and that, that makes us feel better because then no one gets one, and Brady just wins another one. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah, it is what it is. That's I'm good kinda, with that. Let's, that's how I let's felt go about, Bucks. That's how I felt about the last few Patriots Super Bowls. You know, obviously when we were trying to make a run at them and losing all the time in the playoffs, I was like, shoot, man, I hate them so much. Like, I would root for the Giants to beat them. But yep. now it's like, yeah, just give Brady one. What's one more at this point? It doesn't really affect anyone's narrative. If anything, it helps out, like, Man, Philip Rivers got the worst luck of all time. He was thrown in the AFC with Brady and Peyton Manning, two of the top three quarterbacks of all time for two decades. Like, that's the worst luck you can have. Throw Big Ben in there, too, in his prime. Yeah, I don't think Big Ben's top 20 all time. No, absolutely not. But he was he had a good team. That team was a good Steelers team. Yeah. We just couldn't, couldn't yeah, figure he, him out. He had to go against the Steelers defense. But it's tough. So I'm all about rooting for uh, what helps our narrative going forward. So let's go pack. Let's go. Let's go. Pack and Bucks. Come on, baby. Yeah, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't mind no either one of those. No Chiefs. Raiders are going to be one and done. We don't need to worry about them. I don't. Want, <laughs> I want Burrow to win this week, but I don't want him to look too good in the win. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sick of these comparisons, man. We know who's the better guy. Yeah. I like <laughs> Joe though. I like Burrow. I, I like Joey B. He's a good B plus. He's a good B plus. We just got the rocket arm. He's got the solid arm. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this is a, an awkward Painful. ending here because normally Painful. normally when we end podcasts, it's like, all right, well, we got this team next week, and what do you think's going to happen? And now it's like, well, see you at the draft. It's the off season. <laughs> yep, see you at the draft. Better see start doing some, uh, some draft research. We have the 17th pick in the draft. The last time we had the 17th pick, we got Derwin James. The only player I know coming out this year is Aiden Hutchinson, and that's it. <laughs> so I better do some research. Yeah, it's not a great draft. Hopefully, we just get some guy that falls. Hey, that's all we can hope for. I'm just hoping for a couple defensive pieces, honestly. And if Rodgers retires, then Devontae Adams is probably going to walk away from Green Bay. He's not going to stick around with Jordan Love. Um, so, he'll probably go unless they tag him, which would suck, but we could land him. Uh, he'll sit out. Here's he'll a question. What, uh, what current Chargers are going to be Raiders next year? Paul, that's a good question. Who is, let's see. Mike Williams. That's the, I was just going to say that. Mike Williams. Um, and then watch Storm Norton just leave and then go to the Raiders and become an all-time right, right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Offensive line will be better next year. I think we need to get a new right tackle. Maybe we'll draft a right tackle because I don't think we can count on Belaga coming back and Storm doesn't look like he's the guy. We get a Bushi back at, at a right guard. Filer's been doing a great job. Slater, obviously, Lindsay's great. Um, probably a dress corner, right tackle, linebacker. Maybe Linval doesn't – maybe he's getting close to retirement probably. Yeah, he, I would say he's getting up there. What about Chris Harris? Him yeah, too, right? that's what I'm saying, corner. Like, I'm not sure if Michael Davis is – Best of the best. I think Asante's good, but uh, Michael Davis and Chris Harris, maybe not. Definitely got some questions heading into the offseason, man. 
Brian Flores got fired and Vic Fangio got fired. Either of those could be our defensive coordinator next year. Wow. Wow. If we got – gosh. If we're saying that Staley's just an offensive coach now, then we got to go get Brian Flores. <laughs> well, I think Staley should be the head coach. I don't, I don't know if he should be I, so I, in charge yeah, of the defense. Um, like, he's got the relationship with Fangio that goes way back. Um, maybe Fangio could be our DC next year. I'm not sure if he's going to be another head coach. Well, Fangio plays us twice a year too, and he sees what we got. So maybe that'll interest him a little bit. Yeah, coaches generally stay in division. Like Flores goes from the Pats to Miami. Gus Bradley went from you know us to the Raiders. So Fangio could come over be our DC. Hopefully, sure up that run defense a bit. And honestly, like man, if our run defense was good, I think we would have beat the Raiders because that fourth and twenty three would have happened. And then uh, that that third down in overtime doesn't happen. And the Houston Texans don't happen. Yeah, and the Houston Texans don't have the, like their first hundred yard game of you know the last twenty games or whatever it was. Uh, All right, man. Pain. All right, man. Pain. It's a painful ending, but we'll be back with Super Bowl hopes for next season, baby. At least Herbert's a Hall of Famer. We can we can be sure of that. So far, hell yeah, he is. <laughs> All let's right. Get it, let's get him a ring. Yeah. Later, man. All right, man. See ya. Thanks for listening to My Wife Hates Sports. You can get us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most other places you listen. Also follow us on Instagram at Sports underscore. Have a good week. Go Chargers.